Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential, along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Anyone who's been around Baton Rouge for a while has noticed the amazing transformation of its downtown over the past 30 years. A transformation that has come in large part from the planning and leadership of the Downtown Development District. In that time, the capital city has also seen growth and change in its hospitality and tourism sector, which is largely, though not exclusively, concentrated downtown. In recent months, the organization that oversees the tourism and hospitality sector, Visit Baton Rouge, and the DDD have both come under new leadership by a new generation of women who are bringing new ideas and creative vision for growing and reimagining Baton Rouge's downtown and its tourism industry. Joining me today to discuss this is Whitney Hoffman-Sile, Executive Director of the Downtown Development District, a special taxing district in Baton Rouge that includes Spanish Town, Beauregard Town, and the Central Business District. The DDD was created in 1987 and works to support the area using community-driven master plans and economic incentives to help businesses and nonprofits in their development and entrepreneurship efforts. Whitney had big shoes to fill when she took over in 2022 after a national search to replace the late Davis Rohr, its founding executive director. But then she was a natural, having worked at the DDD under Davis for eight years. She's a certified planner with a master's in landscape architecture from the very excellent LSU Robert Wright School of Landscape Architecture. Whitney, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Joining me and Whitney at the table is Jill Kidder, president and CEO of Visit Baton Rouge, the official tourism and marketing agency for the city parish. Jill also is a newcomer to her high-profile position. She took over from Paula Rigo, who led Visit Baton Rouge for more than 20 years. But she's no stranger to the industry. She has more than 35 years' experience in the hospitality sector, and has lobbied for the industry at the state capitol and also in Washington, D.C. She comes to the position after 15 years with the Louisiana Travel Association, where she spent the past five years as its president and CEO. And Jill, it's a pleasure to have you here today, too. Thanks so much for making time on Out to Lunch. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, let's start because I think both of your sectors, I mean, I'm just so excited to have you all here together, and I think there's so much great intersectionality, and I'm sure you all probably visit with each other a lot. Quite often. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I'm glad I could bring you together. But Whitney, and, and I think the pandemic affected visitors and tourism and downtown as well. Are we seeing people return to downtown Whitney? Are people back in the offices, which of course drives the business to the restaurants for lunch and dinner and so on? Yeah, I think that um, our, as far as our tourism is concerned, I think that that has, is increased and is going up. We have more riverboats stopping, so that's good news. As far as the, the workforce, uh, we're not quite back to the pre-COVID normal. Um, we do have a lot of people back, so you're seeing them on the streets and um, people are happy to see each other. 
Um, the restaurants are, are doing fairly well, but uh, you do notice a lack of workers on the street, and I, and I do know that the restaurants have indicated that they're not doing as well pre-COVID. Yeah. And I know that you know a lot of times you hear about the occupancy rates on paper, but that does not reflect the number of bodies that are in chairs in cubicles upstairs in those buildings, right? So like it's maybe 70% of 70%, which is really not all that great, right? Right, we're currently trying to wrap our heads around how many people we're talking about um, because both the state, the city parish, and we have several private companies, you know, they have their own procedures and methods with how they're allowing people to work from home. I, I know a lot of them are doing hybrid schedules. Um, and, and I think that due to the fact that we have a pretty low unemployment rate, um, the employees or prospective employees are really driving that market, right? So mm -hmm. if, if you're trying to hire somebody and you need to fill that position and you're competing with other um, markets and businesses that are offering those flex work schedules, uh, you definitely need to consider that. Um, so, yeah, it is definitely something that we're, we're trying to figure out how, how we transform from, from that environment. Well, Jill, let's bring you into the conversation with the same question. Are we seeing visitors come back to Baton Rouge? We definitely are seeing visitors come back. And I, I think most of those visitors are, are in the leisure market side. Now, you know, as, as before, we did a lot of corporate business. We did a lot of government business. And those, those folks are coming back, but not in the numbers uh, that we had seen, um, you know, pre-COVID. I, I do think that the leisure market has taken up the slack though, so which is really good for us. And our numbers from our hotels are very good. Um, they are up to what we call the benchmark year, which was tw 2019. And what is considered good for Baton Rouge hotel market? What do we shoot for in occupancy rate? Like 80%? You know, 70s? probably in the 60s right now. Okay. Um, and I, I think that the good news is, is that the average daily rate has increased. Yeah. So that's really what a hotelier is looking for is that, you know, the, the, the occupancy stays consistent, pretty consistent, but the average rate is able to go up. And, and because of the demand, it has been able to. Mm -hmm. And so the revenues are, are really good. They have to clean less rooms, but making more as much, if not more money. So, you know, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good problem to have right now. And, and these leisure travelers are who? I mean, what are they coming here to do? And are they regional? Are they drive-in market? Are they, you know, Europeans who want to come see the you know, Cajun country and the tower that Huey Long built. Uh, check all those boxes, Stephanie. That's exactly who they are. And, of course, they're folks who are coming to our sporting events and not just our collegiate sporting events. We're, we're talking about sporting events uh, that are youth and amateur sports. Um, and that is probably one of the biggest growing markets, uh, largest you know, market that we are seeing uh, the growth in. So... Uh, you know, we are currently doing a study right now with a, a major uh, sports facilities as, uh, assessment group. They're looking at all of our facilities here in Baton Rouge, also taking a look at how we market to that, um, that particular sector. And um, we'll be coming back to us at the end of March with a great report on how we can do things better. 
Okay, well, we're going to put an X there and come back to that. Winnie, I was, I was reminiscing the other day about when the downtown um, Matherns opened a few years ago and what a, what a great, you know, milestone that was for downtown to have a supermarket because it meant that there were enough people living down there. Yes. Do we still see those residents downtown and has it grown since then? I think that's been about seven or eight years now yeah so um Matherns was huge it was it was really great and it was sort of a unique situation where we didn't technically have the rooftops at the time um but we did have Matherns that was uh, willing to create a model that sort of catered to the worker as well so they had the deli and then they also had the full service supermarket for the residents um we saw a huge boost in residential development i think starting probably in 2012 around when Matherns came um, but it, continue, it continues to grow. Um, BRAC put out a study not too long ago that our census um, from 2010 to 2020, our residential footprint grew 25%. Really? And that, yes, is huge. That's really great. It, it is phenomenal. And so, um, you know, having that residential population does help us balance the, the virtual working from home scenario. I don't think that it, the population is quite there to... Um, be without the workforce, um, but we are very fortunate to have that sort of demand, and um, we continue to see residential development, and those those buildings get occupied. People want to live downtown. And unlike, say, New Orleans, where we see a lot of apartments that are sublet for short-term rental, your folks living in downtown Baton Rouge are actually residents who live there? Yeah, the majority. Um, I would say that there's some units that um, may be corporate units um, where you have businesses that have people when they're coming from out of town that, that's an available space. But um, for the most part, it is full-time residents. I can testify to that. I'm a, I'm a new resident to downtown and thoroughly enjoy living downtown. Well, very good. Jill, tell us a little bit more about, about the whole development of the sports sector sure. and and what that could do for us um, because obviously we're sort of a natural with tiger stadium and lsu sports you know fanaticism mm -hmm. but there's a lot of amateur sports here, a lot of youth sports a that lot I think of has traveling ball and and youth yeah. sports um i'll just give you an example uh, we're going to be um welcoming in june for nine days uh, a southeast regional soccer tournament at the brett park on burbank and in 2019, when that group was here, uh, the estimated economic impact over those nine days was $13 million. Um, that was about 103 teams that stayed in our hotels, ate in our restaurants, enjoyed the, the you know, um, uh, attractions and uh, shopping in our area and uh, spent their money here. Of course, because when these kids come, they're usually 11 to 17, they're bringing their grandparents and their aunts and uncles and um, uh, the whole family group. And so um, that's the kind of thing that we want more of. And um, they're coming back again, as I, I mentioned, in June. And we anticipate that there'll probably be about 125 teams this time. And um, so the economic impact has got to increase you know, substantially. I know one of the issues, like, you know, there's not a convention center hotel, and that's mm -hmm. been a big thing. But there's also a trend in the industry, correct me if I'm wrong, where a lot of people just want an on-site resort built hotel kind of building where they can do everything in one space, maybe not even have to walk among hotels and a convention center. And 
you know, last I checked, Baton Rouge really didn't have that. Has that been a barrier? And how are y'all working to address that? We certainly are addressing it. In fact, we partnered with the city and with um, the Downtown Development Organization and others in the community, um, along with ASM, is who's the managing partner for the Raising Canes River Center. And uh, Visit Baton Rouge is actually um, supporting, paying for a study uh, right now as well, taking a look at um, what could be done with the facility itself. The River looking Center. The River Center. Looking at whether or not we need a hotel uh, to, um, you know, be a part of that complex, uh, what needs to happen with the arena, how we can improve the facility inside and out uh, to make it more attractive to our conventioners, and really trying to, to ask the question, where is the meetings market going? How do we leapfrog above our competition in making sure that we are ready for that new convention goer and that new convention planner. Mm -hmm. I remember talking about this three or four years ago, writing a story on it, because yeah. I think the convention center was doing its own study then, but that obviously didn't produce the fruit or the answers that we were looking for. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure if it actually got completed, to be honest with you. I think that this is the study that, that we were working on together. So, um, and I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I, I don't think that that study got completed. And this is the actual study that everybody was hoping for at that time. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Jill Kidder of Visit Baton Rouge and Whitney Hoffman-Sile of the Downtown Development District. Like I mentioned when I introduced y'all, both filling really big shoes and, you know, coming in the wake of, of long, long-term, long you know, legacies. And, and Whitney Davis really was the DDD, but I know you worked under him, you learned from him. What has it been like to, to succeed him? Um, I, I guess it's bittersweet. I mean, honestly, um, it... it I feel really grateful to be able to, t to take on those reins. Of course, they are very big shoes to fill, and so there is a little bit of pressure there, right? Um, but I think that pressure is a good thing it, because it keeps me motivated. Um, I always remember how um, Davis, he was just so passionate about downtown, and it, and it was infectious. He totally, you know, uh, passed that on to me. So I live, eat, and breathe downtown just like he did of course, there's times when things come up that I wish I could um, make a phone call to heaven real quick and ask him what he would do, um, you know, but, I, but I'm really proud to be able to take on that legacy, and that's a big reason why I did come back, other than my love of downtown, is to make sure that that institu institutional knowledge stayed with the organization. And I suppose the tension is really to, to take everything you learned from him and to keep that level of enthusiasm and passion, but also to take it to the next level, whatever that means. Not like better, but just different and, and new and ever-changing and to put your own mark on it because you bring a whole different set of skills and experiences to the position. Yeah, so we have a lot of similarities, but Davis and I are definitely not the same people, <laughs> right? Um, and, and there are some things that um, we disagreed about. And, um, you know, when he was leading the organization, he was my boss, and, you know, I took, I took his lead. There's some things, though, that I want to work on um, that they were somewhat different than than what he he was interested in but I think it will take downtown to the next step one of those things is um, looking at the creation of a clean and safe program so I think you know we've seen a, a great amount of development underneath his leadership and now we need to make sure that we are taking care of it 
um, and attracting the next level of investors too. So when we bring them down here to look at developing, they see the, the love and care that we have for our downtown. And we're working with Visit Baton Rouge on that initiative. Um, Jill and I have been already really, really strong partners. I, I really do love working with her. But um, yeah. And, and you said it was called Clean and Safe. It's a clean and safe program. It, so yeah, y'all both yeah, tell me a little bit it, about it, it. And has an ambassador component, which is really cool for us because if we have people out on the street and our visitors are seeing those folks and they're stopping and visiting with them and sharing, oh, this is a great coffee shop, just, you know, vintage, come, come join us in here, you know. And, and sharing that message about what there is to, to see and do in downtown. We're excited about it. So there is that visitor component where they're welcoming, passing them maps, and then there's also the, the clean piece of that, right? And so I think downtowns need an extra level of attention um, in terms of graffiti removal, tree well bed maintenance, uh, picking up small pieces of litter, that sort of thing, so that your experience on the street, because when you're downtown, you're walking, it's slower, you're really taking it all in, is that it's all very clean and beautiful and, and very safe feeling as well. Right. And that is an issue that's, that's plagued downtowns all over. And Baton Rouge, I think by comparison, is probably pretty good. But it's still like, it impacts visitors, right? It, it, they don't, when they just don't feel safe or when it just is a little grungy or... Yeah, when, especially if, if it's not clean. Yeah. I think there's an aspect of this is not a safe place. It, it's a perception. Um, so yeah. I'm really making sure looking into our crime statistics and Baton Rouge, the central business district specifically is probably one of the safest places in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. um, but, but like Jill mentioned, you know, if, if it looks like there's no one taking care of it, then you don't feel that presence on the street. And that's what the clean and safe program can bring. Well, and just this, this year in 2023, we're going to have 23 dockings of the major uh, riverboats that are coming up the Mississippi River or back down the yeah. Mississippi River. And so we want to be sure when those folks get off of those those ships, they see a beautiful, clean space and because we want them to come back and we want them to stay longer So when they do come back. So I, I think it's critical for us to work together to, to ensure that our downtown's a, a great place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you, Jill, the same question that I asked Whitney about, you know, succeeding Paula Rigo, who also was a, a big force. And what kind of changes are you bringing to the organization or maybe what are your priorities as its new executive? Well, I, I think we just completed a strategic plan um, in the last couple of months and have uh, kind of rolled that out, Stephanie, and I think that um, a couple of things that it outlines that we are going to kind of key in on. Uh, the first one is, of course, our mission, and that's always been the same. Market this community and tell people about the wonderful things there are to see and do here. Um, but I, I think the focus had been in under Paul's uh, reign was that he really looked at the convention side of the business and really focused in on that. Um, I think it, we're never going to lose our focus on the convention side of the business, but we also are going to really push the leisure side. I think that sitting in Mansour's today, I mean, you know, this place, uh, we have so many great restaurants now, and that food scene is growing for Baton Rouge. And so we definitely want to promote our culinary aspect. And uh, in fact, 
all of the arts because we do think that that's a, a great thing that Baton Rouge has to offer. Our museums are wonderful and we're putting together a museum trail right now. We're putting together a film trail. Um, we have a civil rights trail that we uh, want to focus on. So all of those things are things that we're going to be pushing to the leisure market. And of course, I mentioned the sports aspect. Right. We really have a, a, a strong emphasis in the sports area. But something that we are doing, and, and we've kind of alluded to because uh, the fact that Whitney and I are working so closely together, is that we are taking a look at our attractions and, and specifically those things in the downtown um, uh, we've mentioned and saying how can we make those better um, how can we help improve those things because I think that if we look at our downtown and focus in then we can improve all of our community you know as we move out from our downtown our downtown's our signature and it should be and it, it tells people who we are and so uh, that's one, uh, one area that we're taking a look at. And then uh, I kind of call it the potholes. We're also um, trying to fix some of those or at least be a part of the conversation about fixing those uh, and helping in any way that we possibly can. And those are the things that um, keep, a, keep a visitor from coming back or uh, keep them from staying longer. And so things like... Or you could just send them down to New Orleans for a week and they'll come here and they'll think that they're like in California or something. This place is, is so... Yeah, it is. It's all relative. It, but it truly is. No, but not at all. Me, but, you, but you know, things like homelessness and, and litter and, uh, you know, safe, all, the, all the safety issues, the, the mobility issues. You know, I, I think especially when we have the new bridge uh, work be going to be done and, and the college drive you know fly over all of those things are going to hamper um, you know the, the, you, the mobility you, you make a good point are y'all in on conversations about right <laughs> especially this Should this, this interstate yeah, uh, work we I definitely mean, and, are. and whitney i mean people getting downtown to work because it is still the state capital and yeah, yeah absolutely so it is it is um, highly on my radar and actually you know I, I reached out to Jill um, uh, for some assistance um, on the political front and trying to trying to figure out who to talk to and and how to how to talk to them and yes it is concerning you know especially when they're they're encouraging a reduction of um, you know or an increase in work from home they wanted to reduce traffic from 10 to 15 percent so I'm here to remind everybody that we're probably already down 10 to 15%, if not more, because those calculations were done pre-COVID, right? So so what does that mean now? And, and what are we looking at now? And how do we make sure that there's a balance downtown? Um, there's hybrid schedules or select schedules. You know, we would prefer if people come in, you know, staggered sort of eight, nine, 10, right? So they're still here for lunch and going to mm -hmm. our restaurants. We're also working with them about making sure we, we market and get the word out about shopping local and supporting your local business because I don't know that it's on everybody's top of mind, right? People might be frustrated with the congestion on the interstate, but they're not thinking about the small business restaurant that may not have as many people in there. So, so we want to continually remind people of that to, to help support our local economy while we go through this. We recognize it's something that, that needs to happen, um, but we just need to be very careful about Mm. Um, how it happens and making sure that it um, doesn't 
devastate or negatively, you know, impact our community as a whole. And and Jill, it must be concerning um, for your sector as well. It could affect the drive-in market or people that are were going to piggyback a Baton Rouge trip on a New Orleans trip, and they're just maybe going to scratch that because it's too much trouble to get here. Yeah, we, we definitely have to, to be the communication arm, I feel, um, for our visitors and make sure that they understand that there are alternative routes into our city and right. that, that we are sharing that message and, and amplifying everyone else's message because I think the city's really got a, um, a jump start on this and I think that they're trying to work extremely hard to, to begin to think about how do we how do we produce an app? How do we look at um, improving our our surface streets? Uh, the how, synchronization, the lighting. yeah, right. The it, absolutely the synchronization of the lighting is going to be key. Yes. And so Wait, I think are we still talking about synchronization of lighting. They're working on it. They're they, not, they're let me tell you, Fred, Fred Rayford is <laughs> on so sweet. He's he great. is, and he he is. Um, he is on it, and there is a deadline to it because they they need to have that before before the um, interstate expansion happens. And with all of those things, it's funny because I I do feel like a lot of Baton Rougeans will jump on SN to get to Blue Bonnet. Right. Like right. they they use it as their as their street, and I think I hope potentially you know. Uh, when we go through this uh, process that when people get more familiar with using the local roads and we'll, like Jill mentioned, promoting those alternative routes into downtown, maybe people will slow down and, and, and use the local roads and shop more in our local businesses um, even after the interstate expansion, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, and we're actually going to be launching a new branding campaign. Um, we are going through an RFP process in the next couple of months uh, to find an organization to help us with that and as part of that new that branding we are also going to be really focusing on the positive message of Baton Rouge so we're excited about that as Excellent. well. Excellent. But you're going to keep the name Visit Baton Rouge or does this no, include no, changing the name? No, I think we're going to be really focusing more on the story okay. behind it and so I think Visit Baton Rouge will always be our name. <laughs> Well, Jill Kidder and Whitney Hoffman-Sile, it's so exciting and refreshing to have new faces and new blood and new ideas at the helm of two such very important and vital organizations in our city. So thank you all so much for all your hard work and for taking time out of your busy schedules to share your stories with me today on Out to Lunch. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Whitney Hoffman-Sile of the Downtown Development District and Jill Kidder of Visit Baton Rouge. We had to edit this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited version and learn more about the DDD and Visit Baton Rouge by going to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts. You can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at, at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. 
I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures will allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.